I just finished presenting at and attending the Summer Self-Care Conference, and there was some things that I was noticing that were being brought up in most, if not all, of our presentations. We were talking about burnout and how to prevent burnout and different, we all had some different perspectives on it, but there were some common misconceptions and myths that I felt like everyone was addressing at least one or two of them, and I wanted to thoroughly dive in and address some of those misconceptions about systems here today. Welcome to the Secondary Teacher Podcast, the podcast for middle and high school teachers juggling multiple preps to get the strategies to reduce overwhelm so that you don't have to choose between being an effective teacher and prioritizing important relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Masick, a 10-year high school engineering teacher, former middle school assistant principal, and teacher coach. Every week, we will discuss strategies, systems, and time-saving tips to help you not only survive, but thrive as a multiple prep teacher. Today, we are going to be addressing three misconceptions and myths, but I want you to stick around because the third one is my favorite and just rocks me to the core. The first one is systems for secondary teachers or teachers in general are too complex and time consuming to implement. That's not true because you could have a very simple system and you could have a complex system. Something as simple as having a basket on your desk and you put everything in your basket at the end of the day or throughout the day and then you go through it at the end of the day, that is a system. And that didn't take very much time, but it did keep your desk clean so that you could work during the school day. And then it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It could take five minutes to go through that basket to decide what needs to be saved or what can just be tossed. That is a system. Now you could have something that is very complex, that does involve a lot of technological things and that is also a system, but they don't have to be complex. They can be, but they don't have to be. If you start small with those small systems, then you can work up to those bigger ones and then they don't seem as complex. I think the other reason that this misconception is out there is that we did not learn systems in school. That was not necessarily a part of our education, especially if you were doing a teacher ed program in the secondary world. You may have learned that in the elementary world because they seem to have a little bit more as far as like routines and procedures go and systems that way. But we were so busy learning content. And truthfully, I did not learn systems and learn how to do systems well until I was studying industry because I was going to be teaching a manufacturing class. I had to learn as a teacher about systems and it was kind of that back way around and honestly nobody has taught us that and this is what is critical right now is that we need to use those systems but we need to have them translated for us from industry to how does this look in the educational setting. All right, let's go on to the second one. Systems for secondary teachers will take away the creativity and autonomy of teachers. Not true, because 
what you can do with your systems is systems are there to automate the mundane tasks, the things that you don't want to do. They're not to take over your teaching. It's not that a system is going to sweep in and then they're going to be your substitute teacher or the teacher in lieu of you, or you're going to create this complex something or use the curriculum that has your students on the computer all day and you don't do anything and you're no longer creative. That's not what systems do. Now, I have seen some people do that in their classes, but I don't think that was their intention was to use it as a system. That was just that they weren't really playing to good teaching practices. If you are motivated to stay a creative and autonomous teacher, you're going to stay that way regardless of what systems you put into place. And when we're talking about this misconception, I think a lot of times it's thinking about those systems that others are placing on you. But what we're talking about here is systems that you create to make your life easier, not some sort of system that is going to make your life harder. All right, my final one, this is my favorite, is systems for secondary teachers are only useful for core or non-elective teachers. I'm gonna pause there for a second because this was something that I always thought after every PD I went to, this doesn't apply to me. When thinking about systems, when learning about systems, oh, well, that's going to be easier for the ELA teacher because she is teaching the 9, 10, and 11 grade class. And so her systems are going to be a lot easier to implement because in my classes, I switch from robotics to engineering capstone to 3D design and they're not very similar and so those systems won't work for me. Totally untrue because we're talking about systems that can be woven between all of your classes and it's not content specific. That's the beauty of systems that is not content specific. As you learn more about systems, make that mindset shift knowing that it is not content specific, it's not grade level specific, you could create a system that works better for you as a secondary teacher than it would in an elementary, but it is still a system that can work across different contents. And those are the systems that I encourage you to put together. Things that are going to save you time, things that you can use for every single class period, no matter what you're teaching, and wherever you are, no matter what your classroom looks like, whether it is a traditional classroom or a computer lab or a prototyping lab or a shop or anything in between, you are going to have systems that are going to work for you and they are going to save you time, but you need to come up with them. And so I'm going to give you some ideas on some ways to start with these systems. The first thing is you need to start small and then build on that success. You need to start with something that is going to get you a quick win. I mentioned already the idea of having that basket that collected all of the papers so that your desk stayed free from clutter. Try that, see how it works. Then if that works, try something a little bit more that maybe adds on to that. Now, once you have that full, what is going to be your system for organizing all those papers or those things that you received each day? 
In secondary systems for success, we talk about building systems for your prep period because you can have systems throughout the day and you will have systems throughout all the day. But starting with one time for your prep and your planning period can be that domino that would start that ripple effect through the whole rest of your school day. Now with that, it's also valuable to get input from colleagues. And that's another thing that we do in Secondary Systems for Success is that you have my eyes on your systems that you're planning and then you also have other teachers who are like-minded who are wanting to create their own systems for their classrooms. They're getting ideas from you, you're getting ideas from them, and you're giving feedback to one another. And that's what makes it so powerful. Now you can also do this with colleagues within your school or within your district who either is your neighbor or your friend that you eat lunch with, or possibly someone who teaches the same content as you, but in a different school. Bouncing ideas off of them, everyone wants to save time, everyone wants to be more efficient and be a better teacher and still have a life outside of school. Collaborating about different systems that are working for you are going to benefit someone else and then get feedback. If you have a stumbling block, you can contact a myriad of people, whether they are people face-to-face or online, and get some feedback on, this is working for me, this is not working for me, this is where I'm really getting stuck. Collaborate with your colleagues. And then finally, be flexible. You're not going to have the perfect system the first time you implement it. And even when you're implementing someone else's system, if you're online, you're scrolling on Instagram, and you see this amazing organizational system that another teacher has done in their lab, and you just, you want to take it and use it, it could work for you but it might not. And hopefully it does work for you, but know that you're going to need to be flexible and you're going to need to tweak things here and there to make them so that they fit you. Not every classroom is the same, not every class is the same, and we know that not every student is the same. And so being able to be flexible in our systems is going to really alleviate that stress knowing that this is just a work in progress, it's a long game, and I'm going to be making progress as I'm going. For your homework for this episode, I want you to think about if you have ever had, or if you currently have, or if you currently think or believe any of these misconceptions or beliefs, and think about some of the suggestions that I mentioned here that would allow you to shift those mindsets and those misconceptions so that you can start to realize how much systems can really save you time during your school day. If this episode was helpful to you, it could be for others. To help spread the word about this podcast, take a screenshot of this episode, add it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.